Revelation 13, 11 through 18. Then I saw another beast come out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all of the earth and its people to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to his statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. You either belong to God or you belong to this world. The Bible tells you that everything is going to head to one world ruler or a one world government or a one world military and a one world economy. That Antichrist system is not blessed by God. It will usher in the worst seven-year period that the earth has ever known. So when you see anything that pushes in that direction, you can know that it is not of God. God created man to be free. This Antichrist spirit seeks to control the population. The United Nations passed Agenda 21, and it is now called Agenda 2030. This is a truth podcast where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the truth podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast. I am your host, Richard. It is Monday, December 16, 2019. And the topic of this week's episode is, what is Agenda 2030? And if you have never heard of Agenda 2030, or its predecessor, Agenda 21, well, prepare to be informed and enlightened. So, what is Agenda 2030, really? Well, it's a rebranding of Agenda 21. By the year 2030, they want certain things in place. By their definition, Agenda 21 is a comprehensive plan of action to be taken globally, nationally, and locally by organizations of the United Nations systems, governments, and major groups in every area in which human impacts on the environment. 
Now, back in 1992, Agenda 21 was made public by the United Nations at a UN conference on environment and development held in Rio de Janeiro and was signed by 178 countries. It had been modified many times since then. Agenda 21 is transforming into a new set of laws being pushed through the United Nations. It's much more oppressive and couched in language that hides its true meaning. It is based on the UN's sustainability goals as part of a sustainable development goals that will complete the submission of sovereign countries to the United Nations mandates. The new laws, called Agenda 2030, were finalized at the Sustainable Development Summit in late 2015 in New York City. Where Agenda 21 focused primarily on the environment, Agenda 2030 is a foundation for governing the entire planet. It not only encompasses climate change, but areas of economics, health, energy, education, agriculture, gender equality, and yeah, social justice. It is being held by the UN as a new universal agenda for all of humanity. Agenda 2030 is a plan of action for the people, the planet, and prosperity. It will require the collaboration of all countries acting in partnership to take bold and transformative steps needed to place the world on a more sustainable path. In essence, this is an agenda for transforming global society. Now, there are some interesting concepts that must be questioned. I admit, many of them sound good. I would even go as far to say admirable. But, but, upon closer inspection, these 17 goals and the 169 targets that are a part of them appear to be nothing more than globalism at its worst. It will give the United Nations and those elites who have been working for a one-world government for many years the opportunity to micromanage the lives of every man, woman, and child on this planet. These are the same elites who tell us that liberty and freedom are quote-unquote dangerous and that we can't have everyone going around the planet just doing what they want. Well, here are just a few of my thoughts on the 17 goals that immediately come to mind. Number one, end poverty in all of its forms everywhere. Admirable, but it's not possible. I mean, the only way that would even approach feasibility would be to force those countries with a high level of satisfaction in the lifestyle they have worked for to be taxed in one form or another to give money to those who still have poverty. This money will wind up just like the monies that are being sent to the UN's NGOs, wasted and used to line the pockets of governments and those in charge of running those programs. Number two, end hunger, achieve food security, and promote sustainable agriculture. Well, this would mean that farmers would be told where to farm, how to farm, and who to sell their products to. American farmers may be required to sell the products they sell to a country or faction that cannot pay or not pay enough to create a profit. Farms may go bankrupt, creating even more of a food shortage. Number three, ensuring healthy lives and promote well-being for all. Sounds like a one-world healthcare system. Does anyone actually believe that the healthcare we have enjoyed because of the markets here in America 
before Obama destroyed them with Obamacare will ever return as the system that it once was? What will be the wait time when we need to get approval through a bureaucracy set up by the United Nations? Just think about that. Number four, ensure equitable and inclusive education for all. Well, it's an admirable idea, but what about the Islamic world? What will the UN do about the concept of women being second-class citizens in the Islamic world and not eligible for school? I fail to see how this would be resolved without military intervention, and I doubt the people of the United States would allow the country to be pulled into another war. Number five, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. Another good idea, but for the same reasons as number four, it's just not attainable. Number six, ensure availability and sustainable management of water and sanitation for all. This would take a massive influx of monies from the developed nations to make this happen. It would not reach its objectives and in fact would force the developed countries into third world status rather than improve on the non-developed countries. Number seven, ensure access to affordable, reliable, and sustainable energy for all. Think about the Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah. Number eight, promote sustained, inclusive, and sustainable economic growth, full and productive employment, and decent work for all. This sounds straight out of the socialist handbook. There has never been full employment in any developed country. And who will determine who works at each job? Number nine, Build resilient infrastructure, promote inclusive and sustainable industrialization. Now, if that innovation involves in pushing people to live in rabbit warm megacities and allowing the rest of the land to return to nature, that will never happen. Definitely not in America. The government of this country, much less the United Nations, has no authority to tell us what to do with our private property. This would be the start of a civil global war within the developed countries of the world. Number 10, reduce inequality within and among countries. What possibly makes the United Nations believe that they would be given the right to dictate to the United States or England or Canada or really any other country what they felt would be equal? Would this allow the UN to set reparations or to force the citizens of the country to live where the UN feels it's equal? Hmm. Number 11. Make cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable. Once again, the megacities that the globalists envision for the populations of the world, they feel they know better where we should live and force people into specific areas so that the rest of the world would return to nature. Number 12. Ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns. The UN is using wisdom to control consumption, which would include oil, food, and anything else they feel is not sustainable. I do not think the American people are ready to abide by rules on what they can eat or drink or virtually anything that they need to do by the globalists. Number 13. Take urgent action to combat climate change. Yes, the hoax that is climate change. Now, I spoke about this on an earlier episode, but this is a subject that has proven to be a false flag for the globalists to manage every aspect of our lives, 
Most people of any intelligence know it's a lie, but remain silent to not incur the wrath of the scientists or lobbyists making all the money from the government to push this agenda. Number 14. Conserve the ocean sea and marine resources for sustainable development. This is nothing more than an act to assure that all mineral resources and the use of the oceans will be under command of the United Nations, giving them the ability to buy and sell resources and, of course, line the pockets of the globalists. They would be stealing the resources from those countries least able to afford it, the very same people they purport to want to help. Number 15. Protect, restore, and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems, manage forests, halt and reverse land degradation, and halt biodiversity loss. Once again, the UN wants the ability to tell us how to live, what we can do, and cannot do with our property, at least it is taken for biodiversity loss and, and push the citizens into megacities. Number 16. Promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide justice for all and accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. It concerns me, and it should concern you, that the UN wants to institute its form of government at all levels. They have already started with the International Criminal Court, an ineffective and anti-Semitic organization, and if you read the way it's written, it would mean that the UN would have the ability to rewrite laws and interfere with all judicial and regulatory institutions all the way down to the local level. And then number 17. Strengthen the means of implementation and revitalize the Global Partnership for Sustainable Development. The globalists expect the population of the world to wait for them to make the rules and meekingly comply. Sustainable development is being used as a false flag for the implementation of a global force that will fundamentally transform all laws, cultures, entertainment, and even our beliefs in religion and families, and really society in general. These are the globalists who felt they know what is best for us, and we must be forced to comply with their ideas of what a perfect world government is. So we'll stop it right there with part one of this week's topic. We'll continue with part two next week and really find out what the real agenda behind Agenda 2030 really is. We'll do a deeper dive into each some of the topics and some of the goals that were outlined. So please don't miss next week's part two of what is Agenda 2030. I thank you guys for listening to this week's version of the Truth Podcast. I'll catch you right here as we continue part two next week. God bless. Take care.